Jim Harshaw Jr. is an executive coach, a speaker, the host of the Success Through Failure podcast. He is helping high-impact people lead meaningful lives of purpose. Welcome, Jim. Thanks. Thanks for having me, George. Excited to have you on the show. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. Uh, I like to think of myself as a multifaceted individual, um, fueled by my faith and my family and, and uh, adventure and growth. Uh, born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I uh, currently live in Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, married 20 years, four kids, two boys, two girls. So uh, those, the, the kids have taught me more about life than, than any any textbook or coaching seminar probably ever could. Um Background, I, I've worn a lot of hats over the years. I was an NCAA Division One head wrestling coach, uh, an entrepreneur, nonprofit executive director, uh, just a, a lot of different roles over the years. I was a three-time ACC champion uh, wrestler at the University of Virginia, NCAA Division One All-American, which I think a lot of people hear that and they think instant success, but really it's it's just a, a curated highlight reel of, um, you know, of, from, from a long list of failures. And, and so that is, uh, that's the topic I gave a TEDx talk on, which is called why I teach my children to fail. Um, that's the name of my podcast, which is success through failure. Uh, I run the, the, a coaching firm called the Harshaw group. I'm blessed to work alongside five other incredible coaches. We offer an eight week, uh, personal performance coaching program, and then ongoing support after that. It's called reveal your path. Um, we really help our clients find, find purpose and clarity in their lives, help them set clear goals and follow through on those objectives. Um, we also provide leadership development services as well for corporations. Um, yeah, uh, the podcast, like I said, success through failure. We've interviewed, uh, published over 400 episodes now. You know, interviewed Olympic gold medalists and Navy SEALs and CEOs and you know astronauts, world class performers from every walk of life. And we talk about not only their their successes but also their failures, and and um, really explore how failure is is part of that journey to the success. Most of most people, myself included. Um, it often just creates uh, self-doubt and uncertainty, and it's easy to lower your goals and settle for less. But um, but that's the podcast, and um, you know, so so why do I do what I do? Uh, really, it's a, it's a core. It's about unleashing potential and helping helping people grow and and watching them flourish, and and you know that aligns with my core value of adventure, um, which, you know, whether it's doing a Spartan race or running a marathon or, or, or rock climbing or, or whitewater kayaking, um, or, or leading somebody down through their own journey, uh, and adventure of their own lives. I, I just, um, you know, it's big, one big adventure for me. So, um, but the end, at the end of the day, the biggest adventure is my family, you know, wife and four kids. And, um, that's my biggest adventure yet. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Four kids. I've got three, like I told you a minute ago. So yeah. Everybody told me when we went from one to two to a person, it's twice as hard. And I didn't find that to be true at all, at really at all. And now two yeah. to three, it hasn't been three times as hard. Is having right. four, four times as hard, Jim? No, no. <laughs> the, I mean, the, the, the jump is zero to one, right? You know, you, yeah. you, you know this, like zero to one, it's a complete lifestyle shift. You know, the whole paradigm of the world just changes in an instant. And then one to two is a big jump. And then after that, it's just big. They're jumps, as you know, but like they're incremental. Yeah. So when I hear uh, 
conference champion wrestler, all-American uh, athlete wrestler, the last thing I think about is overnight instant success because I am aware of how hard that is. Do people really yeah, think Yeah, you were that? a college athlete, you know. Do people really think, oh, that really must have come easy because wrestling's got to be the hardest sport out there, man. Yeah, well, tennis, it's another individual sport like you're, you're familiar with, you know, it's it's its you against an opponent. But really, at the end of the day, it's you against you. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I, I do think that there's this sense that it was easier for other people. When we look at successful people, we tend to think, yeah, you know, it's hard. They worked hard. They probably had some hurdles to overcome. But boy, me, it would be way harder for me to get from here to there, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we always sort of look at other people and we think success must have just come easy for them. You know, I gave a speech recently and um, actually it was a sermon at my church and 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 several people said, boy, you were just a natural speaker. You're just you're just gifted. You're a natural speaker. And I just smile and OK, thank you. But like but really, the the truth of it is I became a professional speaker because of failure, because I was so bad at speaking, I worked at it. Like to I joined Toastmasters and most people are look at someone who, who's a speaker like me and go, oh yeah, that's just easy for you. You're just good at that. You know, it's like, no, I actually was really bad at it and I invested in it. I put time into it. I hired speak, uh, speech, uh, speaking coach and I invested time and money into this. And then it led you know, one thing led to another. I got better. Uh, I've given talks where I've totally failed, totally flubbed. And yeah, so so when they say people here are Division One All-American, you know, there's a, a degree of like, yeah, they probably work at it, probably practice and did all that stuff. But it came easier for him than it might have for others. But boy, um, that's the crux of my podcast is, is saying, OK, you know, world class performer. Um, tell me about your success tactics. But let's get into failure. Like, where did you fail? Tell me about, tell me about your deepest, darkest failure. And boy, you hear that stuff, George, and it, it just, it blows you away, right? When, when you, when you hear that these, these individuals who have found, you know, just the highest level of success, like they've actually failed more than the rest of us. Like most people fail and then kind of lower their goals, settle for un unconsciously, like just on, not even, not even aware of this. They just sort of go, okay, well, that's, you know, that, that level's not for me. Let me just kind of notch it, you know, ratchet it back a little bit. And we have this superpower of rationalization or justification. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I've got this other thing I need to focus on. I've got these other, you know, obstacles in my way and, and I had those too, right? Um, we all, but I also believe this, I believe we all have our unfair advantage and advantages maybe. And, you know, and that could be, Hey, I, you know, in, in the business world, for example, it could be, Hey, I grew up poor and so I'm hungrier. Or it could be like, I grew up rich. And so I know what it's like, you know, to, to be in that world of just having a lot of money, like whatever it is, we can choose to frame our experiences as unfair advantages or unfair disadvantages. It's it's up to us and, and how we choose to talk about those. Does age play a role? Or I mean, if I just start doing that when I'm little, well, it's just not for me and I'm not going to try. Or does it matter? I'm sure that I could do that when I was 60. I could probably just quit. Yeah, well, 
those formative experiences that we have, especially when we're young, you know, you're different numbers, you know, you're, you're a lot of things in your life and mindset are, are, are in place by the age of six or seven or eight years old, very young, you know, um, I, I, I do believe in there's, there's evidence that, that, you know, we have these formative experiences throughout life. And, and, and so no, it's not, it's not set. Um, it's, it's not, you know, or in does age play, pay it, play a role absolutely you know but when you you know when when you look at the life uh like that you lived as a college athlete that i lived as a college athlete you look at you look at world class performers there there's a framework and an infrastructure there that allows them to to perform and, and do really hard things including failure um and and continue to move forward where others without that infrastructure would quit. And what do I mean by infrastructure? Um, there's 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 this framework, and this is kind of the basis of, of the, the coaching program where I coach is the first part of it is, you know, people who have a, a clear vision for their lives and, and understand really what they value, they tend to be more resilient. They don't tend to be, they are more resilient. Um, they tend to find a way where there's not a way. And, and so that's the first part. You have to have a clear vision for 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 what success looks like. You know, when when I was wrestling, I, I knew what it looked like. It was standing on the top of the podium, period. Like that was it. It was very clear. In the real world, it can look like a thousand different things. Like, mm-hmm. And if you don't ha- do the work of clarifying that vision, um, you're going to drift. You're going to be uh, inconsistent. You're going to have a hard time staying focused, all these challenges. So that's the first part. And then the second part is, you have to have goals that align with those values, not goals that'll, you know, most people create goals based on what's parked in their neighbor's driveway or what they mm-hmm. see on social media, not on what they really truly want, that vision and those values. So that's the second piece. Um, in, in, in our coaching program, we, we set the goals in relationships and health and wealth in all the areas of our lives. Um, and then the third piece is this environment, I call it the environment of excellence. Like you had it when you were competing. I had it like it's, it's, we have coaches in our lives, right. Who help us see our blind spots, kick us in the rear when we need a kick, uh, lift us up and help us course correct. We have, you know, strength and conditioning coaches, athletic trainers. We have these people around us and we're also on a team of like-minded individuals. Like if you think of a, an Olympic gold medalist athlete, they're not practicing at the local high school. They're around other world-class performers, right? And we have to do the same thing in our own lives, right? So for the listeners, think about who who you're spending your time with. You know, we've all, all heard, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Well, you also have to, if you can't get around those people, read their books, listen to the podcasts, you know, watch the YouTube videos. So that's the environment of excellence, the third piece. And the fourth and final piece is while all of that is a great plan to have in place, you still have to have a plan for following through when things get hard. Not if things get hard, not if you fail, not if there are setbacks, but when. You know, if I was when I was wrestling, if I lost a match on Friday night and I'm sitting in the corner feeling sorry for myself. Coach is like, hey, Jim, uh, I'll see you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. in the weight room. Be there. You know, like it or not, you got to be there. And, and you have to have that same infrastructure and plan for following through when, you know, the kids get sick, the car breaks down, a global pandemic happens, whatever it is, it's going to throw you off the path. You still have to have a plan to perform and move forward despite those things. 
Yeah. Make sure your plan survives the collision with reality, right? Yeah. Whether I'm right. getting punched by somebody else or it's a it's an unforced error that 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 I make myself. That's um, right. Am I going to give up? Is that going to slow me down? And too often it probably does. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And that's why that's why, you know, everyone needs a coach, right? Everybody needs that person outside of them, outside of their head who holds them to a higher standard than they believe that they can attain. What percentage of people work with coaches? Probably very small. Boy, George, that's a great question. I don't know. It was very small. And interestingly, it's it's the people who are performing at the highest level. Right. I don't know, think back to your college competing days. If, if coach said, Hey guys, we're going to have a, an optional practice on, on Saturday morning. You don't have to be there. Just be there. You know, it's optional. Well, guess who shows up the highest performers. Guess who doesn't show up? The, the ones who, who really need the most. Right. And, and so it's, it's the same in, in, in the real world. It's, it's, it's who, who signs up for this. My clients are, you know, neurosurgeons and uh, general counsel for for major uh, you know hospital systems and um, you know professional athletes, uh, Olympians. I mean, these are the people who who want to get ahead, and they know that they got to have the team around them. They want to have that that person outside of them that's that's coaching them. So it's it's having an understanding of the value of coaching because I've done that in the past. It's just what I do. It's having the confidence to be able to take critique and criticism or whatever it might be. So it's it's not that there's not ego because certainly high performers have ego, but those are some of the things that would stop somebody not currently receiving coaching from saying, yeah, you know, this makes sense. I should do that also. Yeah. That's right. Um, you know, there's a there, there are two CEOs that I'm working with right now. Number the first one is all in on we're doing coaching throughout his whole company, um, leadership coaching and, and performance coaching, multiple levels of leadership down from him. It's a you know, there are 700 employees and, you know, uh, several hundred million, you know, I think $750 million company now. And, you know, he's all bought in. He's bought in. He knows that he needs to invest in himself and invest in his people. People are their number one asset. And there's another company, this other CEO who I, everybody here would know this company and the name of the, the CEO and just not bought in. We do just work with him. He, he, and, and it's like, really pulling teeth to get him to even show up for these calls. And, and, you know, he's not really bought into the process and he's struggling because of it. He's really, this company's really, really struggling. And, um, it's just unfortunate, right? You, you say, gosh, we can help you. Uh, you, you can't, it's not just grit alone that is going to help you succeed. Yeah. You have to have the work ethic and the grid and all of that, put your head down get your hands dirty, but you also have to do it effectively and efficiently and, and work smarter, not harder. And, and if you're not working with a coach, whether it's as an athlete or a, you know, entertainer or in business, um, you're just not going to work as efficiently and effectively as you could. You can get there faster with a coach. What a powerful reality that is. 
because grit is rare and so valuable, but it will only get you so far. And that is the truth. You can white knuckle it and clench your teeth and run through walls and win, but it's going to be way more painful and way less good because there's so much out there, so much more for you. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we know that's a great ingredient that you need, the grit, the Mm -hmm. work ethic. Get somebody outside of your own head. They can help you see your, you have blind spots. I have blind spots. We all have blind spots. We need those people outside of us who force us to pause. And, and, and the real crux of, of my philosophy on, on coaching and really in life is, is this. So I've heard this podcast of, like I said, 400 some episodes and hundreds and hundreds of world-class performers. And I used to always ask this question. I don't ask it anymore because I get the same answers repeatedly. And, but I would say, what, what have, what's one habit you most credit for your success? And they would never, for the New York Times bestselling author, you think it would be some kind of writing habit. For the Olympic gold medalist, you think it would be some kind of training habit, but it never was. It was never the thing that they were known for. There was always some version of of working with a coach, working with a mentor, uh, doing an annual retreat, or planning their day in advance, taking five minutes in the morning and planning their day in advance, or taking you know 10 or 15 minutes at the end of the week and reviewing their week prior and say what went well, what did not go well, et cetera. Um, and you know, in the military, it's an after action review. Uh, it's always this version of stopping, getting off of the treadmill of life, stepping out of the chaos for a moment, asking the right questions, finding clarity before you step back in. That's what a coach does. And so I've coined the, the term productive pause productive pause. And the productive pause is defined as this. It's a short period of focused reflection around specific questions that leads to clarity of action and peace of mind. Clarity of action and peace of mind. That is what we all want. And it doesn't come from waking up today and doing the same thing today for no better reason than that's what I did yesterday and waking up tomorrow for no, and, and doing the same thing tomorrow for no better reason than that's just what I did yesterday. No, that, like that will put you in a repeating cycle of operating at your default. And what you want to do is step back, find the clarity of action, find the peace of mind, and then advance. And whenever you do that, you operate at a much higher level. Like when I, when I think about the most valuable time that I ever spent during my wrestling career, during a wrestling season, it wasn't in the weight room, wasn't in the wrestling training room, practice room. Uh, it wasn't running. It wasn't watching film. It was the one hour that I sat down and spent with my coaches during the preseason and we laid out the plan for my season, what weight class and, you know, what are your goals for the year? What do you need to work on? What areas do you need to improve? All of that, like that productive pause made everything else that I did more effective. So all of the hundreds of practices that I would do throughout the year were more effective because of that pause, not despite it. Everybody says, well, I'm, I'm too busy. I can't pause. No, despite that, not despite that pause, but because of that pause, you will be more effective. That's the productive pause. And that's really the crux. You know, if there's such a thing as the secret to success, that that's it. Yeah, I love it. That makes a ton of sense. Productive pause. 
How often are we doing that? How often am I doing that? How often are you who are listening, taking that productive pause and making sure you're not just constantly operating at your default level? So valuable. Yeah. Well, Jim, thank you so much for coming out. Where can people learn more about you? Um, tell us where they can find the podcast. Tell us how we can learn about your eight-week training program. Give it to us. Sure. Yeah. Um, if you just Google my name, you'll find it. Jim Harshaw, H-A-R-S-H-A-W. You'll find me on Instagram, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, et cetera. Um, the podcast, Success Through Failure. It's on, you know, where all good podcasts are found, you know, whether Spotify, Apple, you name it, it's 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 on that platform. Um, a lot of great interviews and uh, a lot of solo episodes with just me uh, sharing, sharing what I've learned as well. Uh, JimHarshawJr.com slash call. C-A-L-L, just uh, if you want to sign up for a free one-time coaching call with me, you can do that. Um, so those are the best ways to find me. So my website, jimharshawjr.com slash call and uh, and then the podcast and uh, any, anywhere on social media. Looking forward to engaging with uh, any of the listeners here. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Jim your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to jimharshawjr.com, J-I-M-H-A-R, S-H-A-W-J-R.com and then go to jimharshawjr.com slash call. Take advantage of that free coaching call. Check out the Success Through Failure podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and make sure you are taking that productive pause as consistently as you possibly can. Thanks again, Jim. Thank you, George. Until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best. <laughs>